Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Tongue and Chic with the Solomon Sisters. I'm Ilana. I'm Dina. And we are your pop culture vultures in couture. Today we have a very special guest, creator of the What Else is Going On podcast. Taria Chandel Faison, and we are so excited to have her joining us today. Can I just tell you, I changed my top like three times. I'm like, no, they are beautiful. They are fashionable. You got to get this right. Oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you so much. What a compliment. And we have to say we're such huge fans of your podcast. It's so amazing. Yes, I enjoyed it so much. I was listening, actually, kind of re-listening this morning because I listened to it before of the um, episode you did with um, Brands of Bravo. Yes, yes. That is such a powerful, such a great episode. I really enjoy it. You are such a wonderful host. Thank you. And oh my, I say this, I'm saying the same about you guys. When I found you guys, I was so excited and I was listening and I loved you guys already. And then you guys, it's so funny. You, you both said how you don't like listening to podcasts when facts are not given correctly. And you were determined to give facts. And I was like, these are my girls. And then I messaged you guys <laughs> right after. No, you were so that, like blown away by your message. It was so sweet. I remember we were both looking at it. It was such like an honor to get it. And like, especially from you when we love your podcast, it was just amazing. Yeah. Oh there was like a lot of excited messages between yes. uh, ourselves and then later with our producer as well we were just so thrilled to have wow. you reach out to us it was the greatest compliment uh, listen it and i felt is. when i felt the same when you guys asked you know was, we talked about coming on because it's so funny how this universe works i was going to ask you guys but i'm like okay you can't just compliment them and then jump down their throat like come on my podcast come on my podcast so when you guys asked i was like now i can't ask right away because they'll think i'm asking <laughs> Oh my God, we would love to be on your yes. podcast. We would love to, yeah. Oh yes. my God, it would be such a lovely Yeah, honor. it would be such a treat. And I think you'd be our first podcast, so we would be so honored. Oh my God. Okay, so as soon as this interview is over, you know I will be in your DMs like... Can you tell our listeners who probably already know who you are, but just a little bit about yourself and also maybe share the story of how you kind of came about doing this? Yes. Yes. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, listeners. First of all, I am, my name is Taria Faison, and I love the Solomon Sisters. And um, what happened is I have another podcast that's more, it's like a personal development with a spiritual-based podcast, but I love podcasting, right? So I was, uh, I was getting kind of bored at home. So I decided, not bored, but I didn't want to go back traditional route working well before COVID. So I started driving for Lyft and Uber. And I found myself, once you realize, we all know what money can do for your life, right? So then once I saw how much money can make, I would not be disciplined enough to kind of stop and get to do my episodes for my other podcast, like on time. And I kept kind of falling behind. Then I would get upset and say, I'm never going to get anywhere with it because I'm driving and just like telling my husband, basically complaining. And then COVID happened. And I was like, this is the time I've got to stay consistent with that. But I also want to do another podcast. And I love Bravo, but also what was going on in the world, watching this as a Black woman, Black husband, Black son, you know, everyone in my family is up Black. And then also watching Bravo and their response to different things and 
just throughout the years, how I would watch certain situations on certain shows and be like, mm, that feels a little weird, but I don't know. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. So I decided to start the podcast of what else is going on in honor of our, our girl, Cynthia Bailey, because whenever she's in like a confrontation or wants to change the subject, she would go, now what else is going on? So I left out the word now, yes, but it was just what else is going on. So I wanted the podcast to be entertainment and education. So talk about the shows, talk about my love for these shows, but why they made me feel a certain way as far as from my woman of color perspective and give examples as to why. So that way it could be a learning space for people who aren't black who may say, well, hey, why, why, did Sutton saying she uses a hot comb make my friend who was black feel that way, but my other friend who's black didn't feel that way? Well, here's why. And talking talk about how traditionally that's a painful thing for black girls growing up and getting burned with the hot iron and then, you know, just being made to feel like your hair had to be straight in society to blend in. So just so I want it to be education and entertainment. And you do it so perfectly well. You do. I'm so beyond excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank yes, you. thank you so much for being here. And I hope that our listeners today get a little bit of that balance. Like they feel like they're getting <laughs> a great new perspective and, and something that's actually really valuable to take away with them, but also just enjoying themselves because it's all bravo in the end. I, I'm enjoying myself listening to you guys. You guys make such good points that I'm glad that we're pretty much always on the same side because I don't like changing my mind. Like I'm open to it, but I, I like to... I, I always say with, say like with Candace and Monique, I don't want to be team Candace or team Monique. I want to be team fact and then base my opinion off of the fact that happens. So I'm enjoying talking to you guys because you make such excellent points for both sides. So, you know, so same I, I get the Same with you. I think you bring such a different, like such a, I'm sorry, not different, such an amazing perspective. And I like hearing from all the different views, especially when it comes to Candace, because I always feel like with her, I have such a a back and forth and I like uh -huh. hear how other people kind of view her because I honestly think it wasn't until the thing with Ashley with the knife where I kind of thought, hmm, what's up Candace? And that was when I really <laughs> kind of looked at her differently. And then I agree with everything you said earlier about this season. I do feel that from the perspective in the beginning, which I think even Alana and I it was on a podcast where we were getting in a back and forth where I was, I think originally more on team Candace. And then I became a Karen and I see how both <laughs> have kind yeah. of screwed up because I did look at it and I was like, Candace isn't doing anything. And from everything we're hearing so far, like mm -hmm. when I was first watching the season, from Candace's perspective, she was saying Monique off camera was saying one thing to her and then on yes. camera, saying other things. And then we saw that little, like they broke the fourth wall with what yes. you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. So I think in that stance, I was like, so what's going on? But right. then when you actually put everything together and you learn that these women have been doing some really yucky, I think middle yeah. school type behavior. Yes this corner thing, which later we have to discuss how Beverly Hills, they say they're all going after Garcelle. And they I, met, which I don't, I don't, I don't like these, like one of the things I think is actually unique to Potomac and truly a, a testament to how 
clever, dynamic, and interesting these women are is that they had an entire episode just sitting on a couch, and I was captivated. I mean, it reminded me of that movie I was from when it was very, very little, but Phone Booth, where the entire yes. movie's in a phone booth. Like, only very, very, very few people could pull that off and be mm. as interesting as they were, and I love them for it, but this plot line for Potomac is one of many. It's probably the, yes. the A plot line, but there's a B, C, D. I mean, they've got the Ray and Karen stuff. You have the yes. Ashley and Michael stuff. You have Giselle and her Jamal, yep. you know, stuff. And I mean, Robin's just Robin, but like they, they're <laughs> all great. And, and then we, um, Beverly Hills, I mean, mm-hmm. I said this a million times on the podcast. They know probably the world perceives it the same way. So it's not necessarily original thought, but Beverly Hills has is like a one trick pony. They have yeah. one plot line. They all team up against someone and it's not working. They used to not be that way. And the last yes. now three seasons have been that I cannot like, I don't even know if I'll watch if they do this for a fourth. Oh, I'm lying. I will watch, but <laughs> I will not be happy. Yes. Well, what about at the reunion? I think it was last year. I didn't watch last year's reunion, like all of it, because I just, cause I didn't like the whole forcing everybody ganging up on one and it's like oh wow we do realize that Dorit gave away two dogs right how and one ended up in a kill shelter how are we forgetting that and upset that you think Lisa leaked it so what she did like I mean and I get that point like if you're my friend you wouldn't do it don't lie about it but it's like overall the whole Dorit giving away the dog got like uh completely lost in that but um at the part that I did see I watched was when they said, and I forget which one of the ladies said, you guys might recall when they said that basically they agree, they come together and agree not to bring certain stuff up. And it's like, well, that's not how that works. So all of you guys come together and the one left out of that agreement, clearly that's who we're going after. Okay. And if they go after Giselle, I will be forced to get on a plane. You mean Garcelle? Drive to <laughs> Garcelle. What did I say, Giselle? Garcelle. Yes, guys. Freudian slip. <laughs> yes, yes. If they go after Garcelle, I may be forced to get on a plane and bust up in filming and be like, I'm her ally. I'm here. <laughs> And I honestly think she's the best thing to happen to Beverly Hills for maybe five seasons. I'm not exaggerating. I mean, she is clever. She's smart. She's quick. She's good at bringing sort of the right questions and not kind of leaving things. She's not sort of, I feel like everyone, even people who, when we first met them, were sort of powerful and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and pushing boundaries and asking questions like an Erica, they have all sort of devolved into these sort of like very meek, I don't know, yes men to Kyle, in my opinion, and Rinna. And to have someone like Giselle who, without being manipulative, without being nasty, but being straight up front, and actually production was more manipulative with her words than she was. Yes, yes. You know, she was great. And I would like to see more of her and her people and her friends and her real group than any of these women. More or less, I'd be happy for the, I, 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 unlike maybe you, I am a fan of the rate. And, but no, but, I found you know, myself uh, liking Dorit. Okay, yeah, I love Dorit. I'll keep saying I Giselle. So I, just I make- have like, I have a special soft spot for Dorit mm-hmm. in part 
honestly, in terms of culture, places she's lived and oh, yeah. a few other things, they're very in line with our personal life. So there's just the connection of how many people in the world sort of have that okay. um, shared history. And then also because I know her sister and I know all the like backstories, right. I just know that she's like this lovely person. But in terms of on this show, I agree with you. I mean, the, they're all really, to me, disingenuous, all of them. Mm. And I thought Garcelle was the first kind of brush of fresh air. And yeah. not mm -hmm. since sort of Kim was on when you had someone who didn't know how to not be disingenuous, except <laughs> she sort of like, la. You know, I loved Garcelle because she elegantly was real. And yes. I want more of that. And I, I actually, oh, and I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, I actually ended up, that's what I, about Dorit being like a magician. How did I go from like, you gave two dogs da, 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 to now this season, liking her and I liked the way she stood up for Denise I will say that I liked the way yes. or not even she asked questions she didn't just automatically believe what the other ladies were saying so I let you know no I agree yeah. and I, I think what I think sorry is interesting is that they're saying that Dorit was involved with the whole Denise thing this year and then they're saying she'll be involved as well with the um with the Garcelle thing. And I didn't look as Dorit connected to any of this. I really looked at it as Erica, Lisa, Kyle, and Teddy. So for them to kind of then have that. I did not know that, that really. That's what, like that's what they're reporting. And they're also saying that one of the cast members quit. That's because uh, um, Erica said, and then there were four, but I'm like, but then what happened to the new woman? I know and I what Erica's happened to the one that quit. Yeah. I, I cannot believe Erica has survived this. Now, she is a survivor if we look at her life story, but mm -hmm. she is, to me, someone who has crashed and burned. She started off on such a high to me, and I am so disappointed in sort of what she's ended up being. She's given us nothing. Nothing. I can honestly say I have never, from the very beginning, when she came on, I did not care for her, and I felt like... I think what did it for me was when she came on the season with the Munchausen and she heard Lisa, uh, Ren and all of them talking about the, I don't know if it was maybe if, if um, her daughters had, if uh, Yolanda's daughters had Munchausen or not, but whatever it was, she went back and told Yolanda, okay, fair. That's what they do on these shows. Mm -hmm. Then when they were at the circus in her backyard, I think it was that she made or the carnival theme or whatever. I think this part was in her backyard. Um, Lisa was like, Yolanda brings it up and Lisa's like, well, how did you find out? Basically, like, who told you? And it flashes to Erica in her confessional. And she's like, yeah, I said it. But I didn't feel like saying I said it. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And then there was another scene when Lisa Renna wouldn't say who initially started the rumor. And Erica's like, say it, Lisa. Say who said it. And I thought, hmm, you didn't have that same energy back when they wanted to know how Yolanda found out the information that you told them and something and I know that happens across the but something about her made it was like it's okay I felt like it was like a, it's okay for me honey but not okay for anyone else and I could not I never cared for her. I like to look at her I'll get you know what I mean and like her clothes and all that but I just was like Something's odd, so you know. My journey <laughs> was so um, different because when I first watched the series, I did not care for her, and um, I've like watched I think Beverly Hills at least like four or five times over. 
So, I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> I like to deep dive. So when I was first watching it, I did not like her. And I also found it very strange that Rena and, and her became so close when she, yes. this woman had made up a terrible lie about her best friend. But then, so this during COVID, I decided to rewatch it because one of my friends, he's obsessed with it. We've had him, he or was obsessed with her. Yes. On Julius. Yes. Um, and so I was like, I need to maybe see. And then I actually did find a love for her, but then she broke it okay. right away <laughs> at last reunion when she, I saw she had somehow had an alliance with Kyle and yes. I was done. And then when I watched her this season, I was like, Erica, you're yeah. done. Yeah. So one of the things that when I say she yeah, crashed and burned is that she starts off accusing Vanderpump of being a sniper bump from the side yes. and yet every decision she's made is to befriend people and actually join in on that behavior so for me i was actually never a stan adina and i when she was on her high with erica which yeah. was re-watching it i was like nah <laughs> she's not for me i don't like her i just felt always like that she had sort of a um I don't even know if you would, I'd call it a pretentiousness, but she had sort of an attitude about her like a, that yes, her like life had, yeah, but almost like her life and her hardships were more than other people's and that her rewards were, were more valuable than others. Like everything was about her kind of having a more thing. Yes. And I don't like that. To me, it actually goes into something you said earlier, which I love, but it's like, I am someone who will never, ever, ever believe that my success or my my sister and I friendship or anything that's good in my life has to be within my bubble. I'm always there to uplift other people. I don't think I did. Um, I mean, I did well in terms of my actual pay, but in, right, in okay. and success in the job, but I don't think I did well in terms of emotionally in the retail environment because okay. I am not cutthroat. I do not believe I have to take from someone else in order to gain for myself. And that is like a trope of that environment. And in terms of housewives, I think, again, that's a, a trope. And yes. Erica to me is someone who feels like I... I earned this, my, I, you know, my life makes this mine and I've earned it and I cannot stand that. It really irked me right from the beginning. And I felt like, you know, don't, it's great to come on the show if you're a friend of someone and be loyal to them. I think we saw the break with Elise and Ramona because mm -hmm. Ramona felt like Elise wasn't doing that for her, but I don't think you should come on the show and the reason you're claiming not to like someone is the exact behavior that you're going to then go on to do. Either have that, or don't have that, you know, and don't say, well, I'm the exception to the rule because she seems to think she's the exception to all yes. the rules. And I can't stand that. That is, that's a perfect analysis and breakdown. I feel like of her, she thinks she's the exception to the rule. Yeah. <laughs> she does. And it's like, no, you're not like when you think of it. And I don't with Kyle, I feel like since you guys watched rewatch the season and I know it hasn't been a whole lot of new women, but I feel like Kyle was the one that was more manipulative than Lisa Vanderpump. I truly feel yes, like that. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. One like, million percent. We've been saying this, I'm clapping in yes, I'm like, because no, I so it's her. And I've, I've thought that from the beginning, once again, of Kyle. Mm. And then every person that comes in, with the exception of Erica, seemed to gravitate toward LVP. And as soon as LVP and Kyle had an issue, Kyle's now best friends with them. Um, um, LVP called Teddy her teddy bear, and Dorit was LVP's friend. Catherine, mm, maybe a little Brandy. Brandy mm -hmm. was friends with Adrian and then friends with LVP. As soon as 
Kyle has an issue with LVP. Now her and Brandy are calling her Bobby Fisher. Like, it's like, nah, you get really well, close to people that. But I, it was Kyle that put it out there about LVP. I always think about that Bobby Fisher comment because no one was ever looking at LVP as more, let's say, of a behind the scene producer than yes. anyone else until yes. Kyle, her supposed best friend at the time, says yes. being friends with her is like that. It was so manipulative because it stuck in everyone's head. And I even yep. think it permeated into the way we kind of like dig into the minutiae of other franchises because yes. we try to find the Bobby Fisher then. Yes. And I really blame Kyle. I think Kyle is the most manipulative. The whole show is around her, really, yep. if you think about it, and not her life, just her sort of manipulations. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and and how you, you carried this rumor about Denise. Then when they get to the dinner and Denise is crying, you say, well, I'm concerned about Denise. Hold up. Wait. Like, what? Yeah. Oh my God. And when Kyle keeps looking like she's going to have the breakdowns, I think I said this in past one um, podcast, but I definitely have bitched about this to Ilana. Like her, the way she was like, oh my God, I just feel so yes. bad for her. And it's like, you caused all this. You did all of this. Just shut up. Even yes. Brandy later in the season saying that I didn't want this to be like such a social oh my to be a one-on-one -on -one with, um, with Denise. I was like, you told everyone on camera. And from what we're hearing, that was filmed after the show finished um, filming the whole series. So you added in this whole fake thing to take her down. Yeah. Like, are yeah, you yeah. guys joking? And, and then- And just wanted oh. back on. Yeah. Yeah, you she know, did. Monique said it best. You shouldn't like F with people who have more to lose than you do. Yes. And I think the problem with Denise was with Brandy. She was playing with someone who had everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yes. And yes. I definitely think, you know, even in other shows, you see that someone's downfall comes from someone who doesn't care. They've got nothing else to lose. I have said the saddest thing about Brandy is she has nothing. Well, the reason Brandy did that is because or when people say Brandy's a great television villain, it's because she has nothing to lose. And that's also the saddest thing about somebody's life when you have nothing yeah. to lose. Okay. And then when she had her son do that video. Oh my God. Oh my God. That up. That's like the saddest thing. And then when she was trying to defend it to say yes. that yes. was him was speaking upsetting. up for her mother. What? Like this is a child. Yeah, that was so upsetting. And that's probably why Eddie did not allow her kids to be on the show. Yeah, totally. I think he knew she would do that. Yeah, like that was so disgusting. I just, oh, all of, we we have such the same views on on everything, and I'm well, and I know that within those things, we may say, well, I think this, I think that. Oh, but you're right, and we can see, yeah. we see each other. What have I been saying? We see, we see each, each other. other. Yesterday, I talked to uh, Zach from Bravo OOOMG. Oh, yeah. He's and I, I said, I loved listening to you three talk because I told him everything was so natural. So that made me excited to talk to him because how natural he was with you guys. And you, and you guys just seemed like you were friends having a conversation. So it was so fun to listen to. Well, that's oh, how we like to think of it with, um, with like pretty much the 
since we've like started this podcast and everyone we've met within the Bravo world has been like the loveliest people and getting this so cool also with learn their different perspectives and how they like view things and where we really are where we differ and just kind of learning new ways to even think about the show yes it's been so much fun and especially with your podcast you bring such a different perspective where I feel like oh okay I'm viewing this person different or you know although I do feel like we relate a lot a a whole lot I told you guys and I'm going to be transparent for your listeners (laughs) when you guys were talking about Potomac and I was like and the deal is sealed because we have the same person. We all know how things change per episode. So what, a couple of weeks ago, we all had the same perspective. So I don't know where you guys are now. So I can't wait to find out. But yeah, well, that's a we should we should get right into Potomac so we can all see if we're still landing <laughs> on the same mark. And I promise I will still love you ladies the same. I'll just bother you in DMs like, did you change your mind yet? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> No, just kidding. Just kidding. No, I think it's uh, amazing. I think though, I really knew that we were going to have a love and a friendship that lasts forever when you wrote to us, um, we see each other. Yes. yes that, that was, Even that was, with our mother, we do that. Like, yeah, really? That has become a family thing. So now I'm because family. Just, okay. yeah, it was it's one of our like, favorite lines. <laughs> we have all these inside jokes that like, not just Bravo jokes, but like people from the outside world, we say these things all the time. And I don't think they contextualize it because they don't know where it's from. And one of the things that's so funny is like with our mom and with our sister, like just like with our group, we use that phrase. And I feel like probably 90% of the people that have that joke with us have no clue like where Where it's rooted. (laughs) That's, that's the best part. So do your friends and everything know that you guys do because you guys are so big, like in the fashion world and you guys are so great at that. And people, I don't know if people know you, like your friends know you just for that, or do they know that you guys are in this like Bravo world also? That's an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's ninety percent of our conversation. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Even how I like at work bond with people. Like Alana and I, of course, have our own business, but I also um I work as well as a stylist. And when I was first meeting people, I would use kind of Bravo as like my way. I love that. Do you watch Bravo? And then that's even how I know like. Am I gonna? Is this gonna be a long friendship if they're watching everything? I feel like yes. But if they're giving me that they're watching like one or two shows, I know this isn't a commitment. Right. Where I used to work, we had a ton of housewives shop. I worked at Intermix. I don't know if you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. You, I'm like this. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all the housewives would shop um, with us at Intermix. So, all the girls would like who I worked with would like call me like one time on my day off, you know, um, I think it was Teresa came in and, and everyone was calling me like, Teresa's here. Can you come? And I was like, no, it's my day off. And like, you know, like Tinsley and Siggy and all these girls would always come because oh we're in Boca. So they would come for holiday here and they're based yes. here. And then they would also shop. So like literally like, especially the East coast housewives and it's, like they've all sort of been in the shop and I would get like you know like be on my break and I would get a call from my assistant manager like you have to come to the shop right now you know and um, Tinsley has just arrived or oh you know my gosh. And, 
And then Dorit's sister lives here, so she's a client of mine. I've talked that about it on awesome. the podcast. Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. Then, still, yes, and then to hear it again you know, is it's like just sort of, <laughs> there's just sort of a little housewife's bubble where we work. They all love the clothes. Obviously, they're great clothes, but also um, just sort of the atmosphere. It's very boutiquey and it's very intimate. So I think they quite like yes. that sort of take on the service. So. Everyone I work with certainly knew. And then my friends, I think they all watch it and they're okay. all, maybe they're not like what I'd call devout as we are, yes. but they know that like, you know, they know that part of us. So I actually, when Dina and I were talking about for years doing a podcast, we were always kind of going back and forth about where would we kind of focus it yes. because everyone expects it to be really fashion focused which is something we love, but like our passion and our chatting is always really more pop culture, especially Bravo focused. Okay. And we felt like that was the most like honest reflection of what we're really like is coming through this sort of kind of version of our platform. Okay. Yeah. Because you guys both are very stylish and I like, I, so it's like, do you guys do virtual styling too? Yeah. Yes. Okay, put that in the back of my mind. <laughs> Actually, a lot of our clients, especially, you know, after with COVID and everything. Oh, that's right, before, that's right. Um, we were doing virtual, like, we for all our clients that are located near us, we obviously offer both virtual mm -hmm. and in person, but uh, we have so many clients who are in different countries, who are in okay. different cities, and it's just a great way for us to offer the same services. Okay. It, yeah. it is so amazing. I, and I told you, I was like, you know how sometimes people will say, I listen to you. And no, I, I don't, you don't expect, especially when you know people, other podcasters, and it, especially you guys have your own businesses, and then you podcast. And then if people just say podcast for a living, we know that they're busy, you're trying to promote. So I don't expect people to listen to every single podcast. For me, talk, I, talk radio has always been my thing, even when I was younger. I wouldn't want to listen to music. I would rather listen to people talk. So to so when I listen to people's podcasts, I'm like, I got to let them know. Like, I'm not just saying that. I really listen. So when I asked what coast you guys were on, and then I was like, wait, duh, you live in Florida. Because that stuck out to me because my family is from Florida. So that oh, really stuck out Florida. to me. Oh, really? So um, they're from Tallahassee. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So, so like yeah. south. Is that south or north of you guys or east or west? <laughs> Idea. I think it's north. North, okay. Because <laughs> we moved here from Europe, so like it's oh, not. Um, okay, okay. It's not necessarily. I'm not really with the whole map of it all, but okay. what I can tell you is, it's not close enough that I know exactly where it is. Gotcha. But you. I know it's in state, and I know when you go to visit <laughs> them, you have to come to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. So my grandmother and grandfather on my mom's side were both born and raised there their entire life. So, and they made it up to New Jersey because my grandfather was in the service. And then, but so my mom and my three uncles were born there. And so they all moved up to New Jersey when they were younger. So I still have a lot of family down there. So it, you know how nice. certain things you relate to, to, to remember. And when you said that, that stuck out to me. I'm like, huh, okay. Oh, I love that. I feel like we're gonna have to come on for so lifelong friends. I think yes, is happening yes, here. Yes. Like people are like, witnessing the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Family. I'll be like, guys, can you guys? Okay, what do you guys think about this? You'll be like, no, we're not helping you anymore. I'll no, be like, I'm no, like, no, no. Anytime we no. are both like yeah. night owls and we always are messaging each other. I think I message Ilana 
at least twice a day about outfit ideas or more. And I really mm. like breakdowns of what she thinks of each outfit. <laughs> you can do it with anything. So I know no, I, 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 I'm here. I know I'm correct. You guys are sisters, right? Because that's what I got from the pod, right? Yes, yes, that's what I thought. I'm like, wait a minute. Did, so who's oldest, if you don't mind me asking? No, and I love that you can't tell me. Okay. <laughs> but I, and I say that because I love how you said, and I, like I said, I knew in my mind, I'm like, they said that on their podcast. That's how you kind of like introduce sisters. But the fact that you guys are sisters and you're close enough to where you message her a lot, you guys work together on multiple projects and, and you message her because you care what she thinks about like your outfit. You know, how some people are sisters, but they're just like that sisters. There's not that deep bond or whatever, but yeah. you guys clearly have an amazing bond. Yeah, you know, I follow Alana pretty much everywhere she goes. So whether or not she <laughs> wants me there, she and her husband have accepted that I will be, like even when they talk about moving sometimes, like I am in that conversation. <laughs> they know soon I will be following. So, Alana, I think that's amazing. been like that since I was a little girl and I'm just always No, like, but to be fair, our, our, our love is like a, it's, it's a magnet. It's a magnet. Yeah. So it's, we're okay, both okay. wanting to be close to each other. It's not just that awesome. she's drawn to me. No, no. I don't reject her. <laughs> I like that. I don't reject, right? Because I, I know like sisters personally that you don't like, like personally, I know that you don't see that. Then I know some sisters that you do and you know, you have your fights or whatever, but they're generally still really close. And like I said, then I know sisters who are like, I'm like, wow. And I didn't grow up with sisters. I have two younger brothers and I always wanted one. So when I see sisters that are really close, I love that. And I also find that people that have sisters and they're very close are very, um, I hate when people say women can't get along because I don't believe that. But I mean, well, I mean, to a certain extent we know, but I don't think women were all just naturally like, no, get away from me. You're not in my squad. But I feel like people who are close to their sisters are generally really accepting, like come into our sisterhood. Sure. Be a part of our, so I feel like it's very accept. you know what I mean? Very, very accepting. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think it's true. Yeah. I think that's that. true. <laughs> yeah. Well, Definitely. And I think, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, what I was just going to say is that I, you know, Dean and I were actually talking about kind of something on this topic recently because our mother has done a really good job of making sure that we like super nurture each aspect of our life so we have a friendship we have a literal blood sisterhood if you will and then we have our business relationship okay. and she's always trying to remind us like this is your business you know okay. dynamic and this is this one and all this stuff and then when you know there's a lot of times where those lines get blurred like something with business will come up but I want to talk to Dina about something personal that okay. will affect our business or okay. whatever okay and one of the things that we always talk about is like how much also you know we have um like let people into those parts yes. so that we could you know what they mean have that yeah. balance because the most important thing and this is what the phone call was about the other night we, I, we were chatting on the phone and anyway, <laughs> um, was that um, you know it was like we like the most important thing is because you know we do let people in but it's okay. to have like that final like us to at the core yes. because people yes. I think are um which is the biggest compliment and the loveliest thing but people do like to be a part of our little bubble mm -hmm. I think it does draw people in and we are so lucky that 
anyone even likes us, you know. <laughs> but, but, but definitely, it's still so important that the core of it stays super solid, which is that, you know, we are each other's person. Yes, I'm my so I have three, and my oldest is uh, 23, and then my younger two are here, and my son is 18, so he graduated oh this God, year. You do not look. You look way too young to have children. I like. Thank you. I like really shocked when you said that. I was trying to be like a little straight face for a second. And <laughs> I it's like the camera. younger brother. I'll take it. Second. I'll take it. No, no, I'm 43, so. Oh, you look. Uh, oh. You are gorgeous. Thank. you. Thank you. For any Thank age. You. I Thank cannot you. even believe I would have honestly put you like at least 15, maybe more years younger. Look, I'm hot. Can you see my, can you feel my virtual? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but so like my oldest, she went away to the Air Force at one point. And then my son graduated during COVID this year, 2020. So his college is in California, but because of what happened this semester, he's doing school at home. And then he'll go next semester. And my youngest daughter is 16. And I say that to say that I remember, and my cousin actually reminded me of it like some months ago. She said, I remember you used to always say that you were going to make sure that you raised your kids, that they were friends. And then what they did as they became an adult was on them, you know? So I always tried to remember that, like raise them as friends and make sure they love each other. And then if they decide when they're adults that they don't want to be friends, of course it'd be heartbreaking, but that's fine. But so they are so close. Like they are so, so close. That's awesome. Honestly, I love that so much. And I, I feel like, I mean, really this is, I'm not trying to be an odd transition person, no, no, but no. I really do feel like that's with Potomac when you see Monique's kids. Like yes, when her yes. son was holding the daughter's hand and everything, I just think she's like a super de duper mom. Me too. And me too. I wish she was here because I have a puppy and I really want her to potty train my puppy. But um, <laughs> also, I feel like I was looking one day, just kind of deep diving. I'm not even pregnant and I do, I cannot wait to have children of my own, God willing, soon. But like, um, I don't even have any reason to be. But I was like looking at mom tips on her website. <laughs> She seems like her kids, nothing could be a greater compliment to her as a person than like yes. the way her kids interact with each other. They are yes. so good. Her son seems like such a good like protector and, mm -hmm. and brother towards his his little sister. And I'm yep. imagining that baby Chase will be the same. Will be the same. And yep. I just really yeah, and I just really love that. And it made me think of my mom because she we have an older sister as well, and she okay. was very much like she's best friends with 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 her sister so I think in her mind she's like this is how you are like that's yes that's what sister is it's like yes you know it, it is a friendship and I love that yeah and, and I like the nurturing aspect like you said with Monique you can clearly tell that because the, I Dr. Phil once said that just because you're family you are individual people so there is a chance that you think differently everything's different but I think that as a mom or as a mother and father or whatever but you know moms were like the nurturers. I know that there's fathers out there that are, but we, I think that if we involve ourselves in that way, not necessarily taking sides or whatever, but just saying, this is your sister. You love that. When you put that in their mind, it's like mm. nurturing a friendship because I heard somebody say, is it nurture over nature? So is nature going to dictate you not being friends with your sister or your siblings because you're different or are you nurtured into a relationship with your, you know, so it's interesting, but yeah, I think Monique is a great mom, which is why I was upset and stop me if I'm getting ahead, but 
no matter nope. how I how I felt, <laughs> no matter how I have felt about her in the past, because I every clear I scream it from the mountaintop. Sometimes she wasn't ever my favorite. Couldn't just pin, couldn't really pinpoint it. But I've had that with many different housewives on different franchises. But I will say, when um, and I feel like Candace didn't do anything to deserve that in this fight. You know, people are saying provoking, what have you. But I will say, out of all of that, I do not believe Monique. Her getting into that fight made her a bad role model for her kids because if anything once she takes ownership because we know that she once she takes ownership of it hopefully if it ever came up because her kids are younger they'll see you know these are things that you go through so i don't think that made her a bad mom and that's the only thing i didn't like as far as different interviews that maybe candace has done it's like well don't like necessarily say that because you never know what could happen, you know what I mean? What could happen to put you in that situation where somebody judge you? So outside of that, again, she's not like my favorite by any means, but like you said, her kids are her greatest compliment to her and how they love each other. And it's, I mean, she was doing her hair the day after the fight, you know what I mean? It was yes. like- Yes. So how do you guys feel, and even though I'm, know from before since things change different things how do you guys feel about like the fight because a part of me is like oh my god it's it was just simple like a fight but it is something that we're all talking about because it was like insane and i heard someone uh sent me a message that was like well you know monique has other footage that um she's gonna show or something at the reunion and i'm like well production said that they showed all the footage they had. So like, where is this other footage? Cause I heard Monique say that on Watch What Happens Live. And I don't know if you guys saw her and Andy on Watch What Happens Live and it was really like, oh God. So how do you guys feel like, you know? <laughs> well, I, I saw her, like, I saw that Watch What Happens Live. And then I also, I'm just wanting to get, I mentioned this on another podcast, but I also watched this really interesting interview that she did. It was on Fox Soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was the, I don't know if you saw this one, Cocktails with Queens. Yes. Okay. I know who that is, but I didn't watch it. Okay. It's really interesting. It's on YouTube. Um, and in it, Monique is saying how like, she's going to bring all these receipts. Like she has a lot of different proof to show that like, cause what she's saying this really is about is what they did before the whole series started. Right. And, but I wonder, do you think, I wonder if that proof includes Candace only because I was watching before they were told they couldn't do lives anymore. Candace had a, a really long, really, like it was like movie length, long live and Monique had one. They both told the same story and it was about how basically after Andy's baby shower, Karen, Giselle, Robin, Ashley, and Candace went to dinner because Monique was, wasn't at the baby shower. And, uh, and I'm saying allegedly, and Karen has since said it was Giselle, but allegedly Giselle said, let's like basically, and I don't know the exact words, but basically let's say that their youngest child isn't her husband's. And Candace said, she spoke up and said, um, that's, that's not gonna work. That baby looks just like Chris. And she said, she said it to shut down the conversation. So people may be feeling like she should have been like, uh, no, that's wrong that you do that, but I get, I don't know why she did it, but she said she said it to just for them to get off of that topic. And they did. And Monique told the same story that that's what happened and how Monique found out after it was over, 
Candace says she talked about it with her husband and they were like, if they're not doing that, there's no need to basically bring that up and cause even more of a beef, especially with between Monique and Giselle and, and, and make it really big or whatever. So she said she didn't, plus they knew the rumor wasn't true. But Karen called uh, Monique days later and said, oh, um, how are you feeling? And she's like, fine, why? And she's like, oh, your girl didn't call you, meaning Candace. So Karen told her what happened. But I feel like, well, Ashley's her good friend too. And Ashley didn't say a word either. So, you know what I mean? So even though, even though her and Candace were, I guess, closer, but at the same time, then they both said they talked about it together. Like they were at a production meeting. Monique was talking to Candace about her friend who was running her mouth. And Candace says, I know about it, said how the friend called her and then uh, she said, so I know everything that's going on. And Monique had Candace sign paperwork so she could serve her friend with a cease and desist. So I'm like, if Candace had a hand in it, would she have signed the paperwork? So it's all very convoluted. No, okay. I agree. I definitely think this story has just so many different layers. I do have a side question that I want to get back. because uh, People have said this a few times on the podcast, and I don't know when it um, happened. <laughs> I always forget to ask. When, what caused them to stop the lives? And when was it like officially known that housewives were no longer allowed to do lives? I feel like I don't, I don't know exactly when. See, I didn't either. What I did was I heard it on several podcasts. Yeah. I and then, so what happened was, they were doing lives so much, like almost like a movie style and was getting into details that I guess maybe the reunion, yeah. they want for the reunion. So I've heard it that after Monique did her last live, they were like, no more lives. Okay. So, and I think it, was, it had to have been within the last, they aired the fight how many weeks ago? Like, like a month? So that's one about the-, the Oh my God, I can't believe started. our lives changed so much a month ago. I know. I mean, so many people look at the world changing with COVID, but I think of that fight. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, where that's were you when Monique saying. and Candace fought it out? <laughs> no, but <laughs> the moment everything changed. I love but that. I think that was like, in regards to what you were saying um, earlier before I asked my question, with the whole Candace and Monique thing, it seems like, again, just from when I'm listening to Monique's interviews, I feel like she kind of goes back and forth with the responsibility because yes. she did say like that she does feel that it this did not just have to do with Candace. She gave all of this like mean mm -hmm. energy to Candace that wasn't just supposed to be for her. Like it had mm -hmm. to do with all the other girls. So I do feel like in a way that is her, especially when she was on um, Cocktails with Queens, like she even said that Candace didn't deserve any of that. But I feel like she keeps though having this attitude though that she would do it again. Yes. Then gets people being like, why should we be on Monique's side? But then right. I agree with you with Candace. She just plays the victim too much. She so you think, yeah. Like yeah. she did have so, a break last season with Ashley. Like she is a fighter. She's a feisty one. I feel like my, one of my bigger issues with this whole fight, and also to be honest with the way Giselle specifically huh. presented everything mm -hmm. related to the fight and yep. sort of the responsibility she put on Monique's shoulder and Wendy kind of co-signed that, which again, if, you know, that, there's a lot of layers to even that, yes, but I yeah. feel like they put all the responsibility of the fight on Monique and also all the responsibility of how it affected the um, sort of, um, virtue of the show and of the women on this show when 
literally last season was about Candace's acts of violence towards Ashley. So it's very bizarre to me, this whole thing. And I think it's the thing kind of constantly going through my mind. Every time Candace does not take responsibility for this, Mm -hmm. I think about Dorothy and the relationship we've seen where we've got a woman who beat her child with a handbag and then in public and then tried to deny it and was basically Mm -hmm. like, nah, she walked into my handbag. Yeah, like Her face beat my handbag. What are you talking about? It wasn't the other Right, it's like, what? Yeah, and and I feel like there is something very um, sort of heavy-handed, and it kind of gives me sort of Rinna, um, Kyle, Richards vibes with the Denise thing, where Mm. they are just trying to push a certain narrative onto us and put responsibility in this sort of box they want us to see. But the viewers are smart, and I think super fans like all of us also who know the history, and we don't just take a season in its own bubble, but we're kind of looking at the build-up, yeah. are looking at this a little bit like, like it's not to me. The question isn't, is Monique taking enough responsibility or whose responsibility is it? Because obviously in a fight, it takes two to tango. And Monique, given the fact that literally in a very it might have been three seasons ago or but like literally in a blink of an eye ago she lost a child then she had a child so hormonally and emotionally that Mm -hmm. is a lot she has a husband who is very traditional which means that a lot gets put on her plate and she's trying to define herself within sort of her dreams and her Mm -hmm. her wants while still wanting all those other things that she used to want and then you've got Candace who's working through her stuff she has in my opinion obviously not coming from a medical background but an emotionally abusive mother she has anger issues she has a father who seems to have sort of semi-abandoned her and allowed this abusive mother to to like take control and she's also part of a show which is sort of hunger game style where Hmm. these women plot what they're going to do to other women, which I don't think is good for a personality specifically like Candace's that doesn't know how to reel herself in when she gets to a certain point. Although I do like, as I've said in other podcasts, her sort of Renaissance style disses when she calls people wenches, it gets me really excited. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, the, the biggest thing about this fight that, that kind of came out of it, sorry, I've just gone on a bit of a No, I, I'm listening. The, I love it. My, like the person I'm most holding responsibility towards in terms of sort of anger is actually Giselle. Giselle seems to be at the root of all this. Giselle seems to be the one who is manipulating emotionally vulnerable people in order to kind of, like I said, in a Rina style way, in order kind of to create a plot line with everyone else so that she can hide by the fact that she doesn't really have a plot line except for the fact that she's taken back someone who has cheated on her and she even has so much excitement over taking him back that she put it in her tagline like calling herself the anointed one like this guy (laughs) has you know seven or eight baby mamas is that what we're hearing and like that's what you want back in your life we're not really overly deep diving that because of what's happened with this other plot exactly so i'm not a giselle the end (laughs) i agree and all the points you made were good but i i well, ask you guys, or I'll, I'll say how you said that we don't just take one season in a bubble, we go back. So I encourage you guys, I'm begging you guys because I want to come back and, or you, and you on my too and do a podcast about this season. I mean, go back to season three, Candace's first season and specifically go to episode six from season one to, or episode one or maybe two when Candace was introduced. She never spoke up. She always let them say whatever and then in this particular 
thing. Yeah. And that's then, when they were away in, in, in Nima Colin. Oh, no, no, that's the season after when she had found her, her this voice. Way. Yes, her voice. I think no, season four was Nima Colin, but season three was Candace's first. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. This was her first. They were yes. friends because wasn't because she was wearing the Chanel pin with the yes. Zara jacket. Yes. Look yes. at you. Yes. <laughs> I love. <it>. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, but but they were going to. They went to Nima Colin first. It was Ashley's trip, and they were telling her Monique. Monique said because the, the episode before Sharice had asked, "Did your mother buy your ring?" and Candace yeah. and, and the other two, Ashley and Monique started laughing. And then we get to the next episode and Monique says, if that were me, I would have ripped them things off my feet and been all up in her face very aggressively. At the, she, at the, at the, um, at the boutique, store. right? Yeah. At the clothing shop. Yeah. Yes. We just rewatched Potomac. So we are on your level yes. right now. So, so then notice how in the van, uh, well on the van, but also side note to that. So I listened. I remember when Candace first started on the show, she was on a podcast and she said that she was, it was, they asked, oh, how did you come to the show? And she told the backstory and she said, she still wasn't even sure she got the spot. It was between her and another person. Since then, she said the other person was Sharice. Oh, because notice, notice how Sharice was very heavy in the beginning of that season. And then she kind of faded out because think back to Sharice brought Kendall around. I know I'm jumping ahead. To, to aggravate Giselle. Yeah. Because that was, well, when Sharice got the final cut, who kept continued to bring her around to get at Giselle? Monique. 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 Right. Yeah. So Sharice kind of fell off. But so that's why Sharice was so amped up that season. I think she felt like she had to do it to keep her spot. So when they were on that bus, or no, I keep saying bus, on that van to Nima Colon, remember when Monique brought up Sharice and Candace not getting along and then they got into that big, yeah, that big. I think from there on, Candace was like, "I'm not gonna allow anybody to treat me like that." Because, like you said, with her mom, she kind of has that relationship with her mom. So the other lady, she was allowing the other ladies to do it. And then once she opened up, that was it. Isn't that when she said she came from Jesus? Yes, yes, yes. I love that episode. That is my episode. And when she said, when they were on that, Monique fostered that aggression because even in the confessional ashley said we told candace to speak her mind and i think she said i think monique wanted her to go after giselle but she her and sharice got into it but um candace was like candace and, Mo and sharice were going back and forth and sharice was like y'all better tell her that you don't want shasha to come out i will stand by this the candace that we've seen i don't think has been manipulative and has been completely herself sometimes to her detriment, as far as not, you know, but she said, well, nobody, Candace is going to come out. And that's because I'm only one person. I'm Candace. And I felt like, I remember watching back then thinking I didn't like her, but then when you see with different eyes, it was like, wait a minute, all those episodes up, these ladies were throwing jabs at her saying, and she openly shared her life. Also, I don't know how it is in your, can I ask what um, ethnicity or what, uh, you guys, what, you guys, okay, so I don't know how it is in that culture, but in the black culture, we always talk about generational wealth and wanting to provide a future for our kids so that they can have a kind of leg up in life too, just like other cultures do, right? So I feel like Dorothy was trying to do that with Candace and her mom, and Candace was actually open to sharing it, but the other ladies mocked her. But then it's so it's okay to let a man take care of you but not let your mom 
say, hey, I can provide these things for you. So I am going to help you get a leg on in life. So I just, I feel like we're seeing Candace who was told, hey, as soon as you think something, say it. And now she has, granted, like you said, she doesn't always reel it back in, but I think that's her defense mechanism too. It's like, I'm gonna explode you so you can't come back at me and say anything. No, I could see that because I actually, when Candace first came on, I really, I liked her in the beginning. Okay. I, I kind of, I, I thought what you just said, I felt like the ladies every, like, just like with Monique, I liked Candace and Monique when I first met both of them. And I felt like with every housewife show, they were the new girls. So they were yep. getting picked on and picked on. Mm -hmm. And I did think that like with Candace, I feel it wasn't it Karen, it was Monique, although then Monique kind of like sidetracked everything she said by then being like, I didn't yes. to get that aggressive. Yes, yes. But yes. they were like, kept egging her on. And I completely agree that once she decided to break everything, that's when we really saw like, she goes off on her mother. She goes off on like Chris at moments. Like she has a lot of aggression. Ooh, yeah. Like, so much aggression and she seems I think it all because even her her sister seems the same way <laughs> yes. I agree with Alana that it yes. is all about her mother and like yeah. I think even all yeah. the anger she had at Ashley last season yes everything she keeps doing it all relates to different things that relate to her mother yes but, but I, I don't think that sorry, no go ahead I want to nope, no no I want to no because I'm I love what you guys are saying I'm like I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> well, the all I was going to say, which is really quick, small thought, was just that I don't think Candice was ever a person to hold back in, in her natural life. Exactly. I think on the show, she was holding back because she was like observing and learning the game. Yes. Dina, as a person, not at all that she doesn't really have an aggressive side, so I don't mean like that, but like she's the type of person when she first comes into a situation is a little more like quiet and kind of observing the dynamics before she okay. like lets herself open up and in that way I kind of put that onto Candice I think I see similar kind of qualities in the beginning Candice that we mm -hmm. saw I don't think not that she was being inauthentic but I don't think she was comfortable yet so she was reserved, I think she was right? yeah. figuring out everything and everyone was kept saying because Candice I don't not Candice I'm sorry Karen I don't think egged Candice on in that she didn't tell her be aggressive what she told her was don't hold something back and bring it up later at some awkward time yes. where it's no longer part of like anyone's mind it's over. Ever, <laughs> like at some dinner everyone's like on Giselle about something and Candice is like oh and by the way me too yeah. or like you know when Giselle and Monique are opening up or maybe it was Robin and Monique but we're opening up about the struggles um and Sharice about being married to someone who yes. is like a a kind of all-star yep. if you will and and um then um Candace shows the story about being famous and people seeing her in yes. an airport you know it's like, like I think Candace wasn't understanding how to share and yes. I think Karen was telling her like share in the moment what you're feeling especially if it's something negative at the appropriate time I yes. think Monique was trying to give her like you said advice to kind of get in people's face a little more and like show your voice because mm -hmm. she saw that in her but I think like you said she thought it was going to be targeted towards more like a, a Giselle a Giselle yes yes but Candace definitely I don't think the show brought out that side in her I don't think these women no, brought I, out that side I think in that her. was her because think about what she said remember remember after the fight Monique said her mom taught her you step on the foot you grab the hair and you punch 
we, I've heard that. I was talking to my mom about it. Even my mom could finish the sentence. I'm from Jersey. I was from 40 minutes from where um, Monique grew up. So I, we know all that too. If you're feeling threatened, I, in Giselle's voice, I by no means feel like Monique really was threatened. I think she just yes. let it, like, I wish that, and, and I wish instead of her saying Candace provoked, because I went back from the beginning of the season and watched her, Candace apologized to you three times. Whenever you tried to start something with her, she walked away from you. Now you're at the winery doing what housewives do. So when Candace was like, um, you were asleep. If you look back, to, that's what housewives do. There's, they talk smack. That's what it's built on. So I feel like I wish Monique had said, you saying, are you going to drag me? triggered me and I was angry about everything else in life and you triggered me with that versus you provoked me because they all do that like they've all said those things and that now that meeting that they had when you were talking and um, they were putting the blame on Monique in our culture being black the thing you hear when it's not always a good thing is what goes on on this house stays in this house. You don't talk about things in front of people. You don't share, you don't go to counseling, you don't do any of that. So I would, and being 100% transparent, there's been times when like you're out with someone and we may see somebody black doing something that we don't judge them for, but we know the people there are gonna judge them for it. So we're like, why are they doing that in front of these white people? Like, and, and not, we're not holding Look, I them love responsible. Says that at the hotel. Yes, yes. These white folks are looking. The white people yes. are looking. <laughs> yes. So we've all been there. We've all, I think each and every one of them, even the people saying they shouldn't say that, I think they've been there. What I wish is they didn't, I know it's a show, but I wish if they really cared about Monique, and even if they didn't, but they wanted to get their point across, I wish they save that depth of conversation for off camera because yeah. I feel like they're having a, whatever goes on in the house stays in this house moment to the public. So now do I think that they really think, I mean, at least I hope not, think that Monique is a bad representation for all black women? No, because personally, I feel like Giselle and, Cam I mean, Giselle and Karen shouting MF for this and in that lobby. Oh my God, that was insane. Yeah, but that's like, what I'm saying. I mean those people live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yes, yeah, people in glass houses yeah. shouldn't throw stones. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like all these women are have literally signed up for a show that is sort of, and and it's not just this; it's across all the franchises. Yes. Mm -hmm. But like that is sort of a trope of it is sort of slightly making a fool with yourself by letting yes. your emotions, you know, be on display mm -hmm. public, yep. uh, you know, public display of craziness. Wait and a minute, like, I, like Melissa on display, on display. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but like some of the best episodes, Teresa flipping the, the table um, yep. at a restaurant, uh, them fighting inside that cabin, hotel, <laughs> you know, hotel, like yes. there were people there, the like, yeah. you know, some, I mean, not just in New Jersey, across the franchises I mean, in New York. Pizza with the glass. Yes, yeah, in New yes. York, one of my favorite, I don't know if you follow comments by Bravo, but someone did a costume yesterday as the guy who was in the background of the oh, episode of yes. New York with the martini, where someone, where they were fighting in public. Public displays of like, like that sort of craziness is a trope of the housewife. Mm -hmm. And I, I obviously would never... And I don't think any of us would condone violence. And I do think also watching it, it may have been, it, the camera captures things oddly. So it might've been yeah. way more aggressive or may less aggressive, but the way the camera 
it just heightens it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Thank God, you know, Candace more or less was fine. She didn't have any injury and her wig was perfectly placed after. She oh was beautiful. My. Yes. I want the glue or the, or the thread. If, if her weave was yes. sewn in, yeah, what we, thread that, is she that? Need, that, that product yeah, that she needs need to get that like, product out there. I mean, this is a money-making opportunity. Yeah. And and Monique, I was more concerned. I don't I don't like the short hair, so I was more concerned about how Monique's hair looked at the end of that fight than I was about Candice. <laughs> Candice still looked pretty, but to me, like it's not like that's not just the conversation. Like you said, the outside the house conversation it can't be all on Monique's shoulders because what led up to it. It's not like whether let's just say in this pretend bubble that it was all Candace, but it wasn't like like which I don't even believe. I believe I know it was all mean. the women and everything going on. But like it's not like something. This wasn't a woman who was just sitting there drinking wine and all of a sudden grabbed some other woman and 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 was violent with her. There was obviously circumstances behind it, and you know even if you want to go back to another instance with her with the umbrella. There was also a, a, a buildup behind it. This is not a woman who just gets upset to that level for no reason. It's under this intense, stressful situation where yes. people are going at her and she becomes sort of like a, a, a trapped, you know, like sort of feeling and then she lashes out. And but so now, I don't think that's fair because hmm. across the housewives, every single now, yes, woman from all the that. different cultures has reacted that way. And I don't think like I, I might be wrong, but to me, I felt like, cause Jewish people are the same way, especially, you know, in the Middle Eastern, like, we, like, don't put your outside stuff, your inside house, you know, like kind of, yep. you know, that's what, you know, don't bring that to the public. Yeah, it's not yes. for anyone else to converse about. <laughs> yes. And to me though, you know, if I look at any of the other housewife shows, these things are happening with all of them, but they're not making it into a conversation. It almost worries yes. me more to say like, why are you making this the conversation? It's, you know, you're bringing this up is making that a statement in and it of itself. And that yep. makes me angry with them because you're putting something out there that didn't have to be. Like this is happening across all the franchises. Mm-hmm. And you know the tone that they said it in. I, I will go back and say with Monique, notice something though. I feel like that fight or flight, I, I see what you're saying as far as she may feel caged, but I honestly feel like that's just her and that's how she operates. Notice how Chris wasn't even upset he was more embarrassed almost like i'm used to dealing with this behavior but i will say robin definitely egged her on yeah and what happened when robin stepped to her robin was candace wasn't even in her face like robin said do it and what did she do she walked walked away away. so it's like you you did the person that you knew wasn't going to fight you back and it's like okay you had self-control then so to the audience, it would make sense because of when, when, when I've seen people talk about Candace, I've seen them talk about she deserved it. And then they bring up past behavior. And I feel like you're bringing up past behavior that some of it had nothing, they, not you guys, but they are bringing up past behavior to say that's why she deserved it. But they can't point to, well, what exactly did she do this season? Because I've seen people say, well, she provoked Monique all season. And then this is what it culminated. And so I would ask, well, what did she do to Monique all season except walk away? And then even Monique's hot mic moment when she says, I had to, I had to, um, I knew you were going to be mad. Well, I, I saw on Twitter, she defended that moment by, by basically saying, 
when you no longer give me the heads up, then I'm no longer going to give you the heads up, the heads up about what? So that whole situation was like set up. Now, I will say, like you said, Candace, there's no middle. Chris showed us that when he, re when he did her, she's pageant girl. And then she's, ah, you know, yeah. what I, mean? <laughs> so I, I feel like with them, it was so much. And yes, the ladies, I think the ladies egged it on that night. But again, think back guys. And I thought it was so funny. Then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what happened? When she was twirling, she was like, and twirl. And Monique is going, twirl with your cheetah print. And everybody's laughing. Like, even though they were arguing back and forth at the winery, they're twirling, they're arguing. And it was like, to me, it was like seconds that it went to like a really, really intense. And I feel like Candace honestly thought, which she wasn't thinking clearly, that it was just going to continue. Like voices were going to escalate and all that. I think it really did shake her up. Like, no, this, you're going to get into a fight because she said she's never been in a, a fight before. And again, think about how she was raised. Miss Dorothy taught yeah, her to fair. fight with her words. So, buddy, I just, I will say this. I liked them as friends. Even when I didn't like mm -hmm. either of them, I liked their, I liked when they would go against Robin and Giselle, who mm -hmm. I really liked, but I thought it was funny. But I, we have to discuss the person, and I, don't, I want to see if you guys agree, that seems to get away with every single thing and has had said much horrible things and done horrible things to each person on the show, but because she's now had a baby, yep. people seem to forget that. But then now she's still in it. Ashley, Ashley, I have said Ashley. this before, Ashley. I actually think Ashley might have been the one. Okay, hear me out because I know this sounds a little crazy, but I said this on a podcast, so maybe you heard me say this before. I did. I know I you're going to say Ashley I did. I think dropped the bomb and then scurried off to the bathroom and knew exactly what she was doing. She might not have known the exact ending, but I yes. think she was like, let me just drop this thing, see what kind of comes out of it. And in the meantime, I'm going to go have a wee. I think Ashley would agree. You know why? Because I was listening to Amy Phillips from... Um, Sirius XM radio and this now this was last year after BravoCon. So Amy got to interview some of the housewives. So she uploaded some of them to her um, to her feed for Sirius. And she said she interviewed Ashley and Giselle and I was listening and Ash she said, I know you guys can't tell me a lot about the fight, but what can you say? And Ashley's like, well, I feel bad because I'm kind of the one that started the fight. She said that out of her own mouth. Now granted, we can say they shouldn't have, but she said that. And then we watched it. I do think I feel so smart right now. <laughs> I feel like though, Ashley, in every season she ever been in, that is kind of her MO. She likes to kind of drop a bomb, then do because she is really cute, do like a cute little smile, and you're like, oh Ashley, that's you. But at the same time, <laughs> I do think it's funny that I think the girls can never really go after Ashley because her life is already so much of like with Michael. Mm -hmm. It's already so screwed up, but even in that sense, I think Ashley lies to us about everything. About Me too. Me too. And, and I, I almost feel like if it was a man, right, married to a housewife, touching women, the crew, touching their body, just like the video that was just released a few weeks ago, another incident, people would, and, and if she stood by him, people would tell her, you're condoning sexual misconduct, you're condoning but no one is telling her that. This man is allowed to film. And to me, I thought when you touch someone without their consent, that could, that's considered sexual assault or whatever, 
the other cam the camera supposedly in quotes didn't caption capture him doing that to the cameraman at, at uh, Monique's rainbow party but that cameraman filed suit then we see season one the person that just found it and posted it we see you grab someone so it's like this repetitive thing but she won't address that she stands by him and I'm like she gets it's it's like she truly gets by like no matter what she so, does what she says so I have two thoughts first of all I think Michael is like the Thomas Ravenelli don't know if you watch Southern <gasps> yes Star, but of Potomac I think he's so Ew, and I just like I am so disgusted that Thomas is back on Southern Charm. I am equally repulsed that Michael has never been forced out of the show. And I think it's literally because Bravo loves Ashley. So they're allowing this yeah. person. I think Bravo is even kind of co-signing this sexual Me too. misconduct. Me too. Also, I thought in the last episode where Ashley was talking about her defending Monique and she said <gasps> she could have turned on me with the Michael thing, but she didn't. And everyone was kind of like, well, what was she going to say? She didn't even see it. And she's like, well, she could have said something. And it was like, well, then she did see something and she didn't say it. And that's, that's why I, you have her back. That's and I, I was felt. like, this is very a slip on Ashley. And usually Ashley doesn't really slip. Ashley says exactly what she wants out there. And I was like, I think that was a slip because I, I don't believe then that Monique didn't or like didn't have cameras. Because remember they yep. said, oh, there just wasn't cameras right yes. there. I yes. think there were cameras and they didn't put it out. And that is why Ashley is backing Monique in the way she is. Oh, so I'm she doesn't you. like Candace. Yes, I'm with yeah. you guys because if I was in a fight with you guys that was so bad, so, so bad that like I accused you guys of driving drunk because let's not forget <laughs> How would you get that was so cute if, if if we were in a fight and i accused you guys of driving drunk which is what candace did with monique i mean which is what ashley did with monique on the show and on watch what happens live then we get past all that and we're friends again and then if my husband was accused of doing something i wouldn't say i'm so grateful that the beautiful solomon sisters my friends didn't make up a lie about my husband like you don't get kudos for that because that's because yeah. when Giselle said, you're, I have to give her credit, when she said, you're grateful that they told the truth, that's what they're supposed to do. I agree with you. That was Giselle so bizarre to me. You are right. And this mm. is weird. But I also think Candace um, let kind of something slip too, because when Robin and Giselle at the table, when they're discussing about the lawsuit and everything, yes. and they say, I think I said this in the past podcast too, but when they say that, like, we did not want her to go yes. to jail. And Candace looks back and said, but didn't we? I was like, oh, uh, yeah, talk or something, because what was the yeah. plan? Because I think that um, Giselle and Robin were like, oh, she took it too far. We gave her too much and she just went. Yes. Well, that is always the problem, though, because Giselle and um, Robin, the Green Eyed Bandit, they are a unit like they are kind of like, you know, Zena and I, and not just because we all have green eyes, but I mean, in the sense <laughs> that because they, they know each other's limits, they know each other's boundaries, and they also know exactly what to do. Dina and I could soldier for each other. You know, we always say jokingly, we can pour each other cereal. We're so close. I know how Aww. she eats her breakfast, you know, like Giselle and Robin can pour each other cereal. They know each other mm. that intimately. And I think when they bring other people in, whether it was Sharice or you know, Karen or anyone, that's when things go wrong. And Candace is bringing in an outsider because Candace is emotionally 
not in my opinion stable so you can't like kind of put that person candace always reminds me in the movie casino of um danny devito like she's small <laughs> but she's spicy and she will take like a pencil and poke someone's eyes out mm-hmm. and murder them like that is within her her but she'll do her it with her words she'll like yeah your yeah soul, she, like. i mean talk about someone who i truly believe knows how to like dagger someone with words <laughs> candice is clever and she is on she is also great at reading people and she knows how to say the things that will burn someone's heart yes. and I think the problem with Candace is though, sometimes those don't even work because she's got someone, for example, like Ashley up against her, who just kind of is like, I know you are, but what am I kind of thing where it gets her so worked up because the words aren't working. And that's when she grabs the butter knife. That's when she grabs the glass of wine. (laughs) And with someone like Monique, she's not even playing that. She is already like at her own kind of you know, I'm here now. So uh-huh. if, you, if you're going to keep going and I'm not going to get higher, I'm going to get at you, you know? And I think right. that is where Candace did not understand her like opponent. I think she did not realize that that was a place it could go, which is because naive on sister. her. Right. But you I know. think it's naive on Candace's point because that's at the end of the day they don't have the history like a Giselle and a Robin they don't have that sort of like they can't pour each other cereal they already found that out because they've already had issues where their cereal was not properly poured and they had (laughs) issues you know she used two percent milk and she used soy milk like they are not on the same point (laughs) right they need to be way closer before they can have that sort of even fighting understanding I get, and I, I will, that is a very good point as far as pouring the cereal, but I, I have you to can go use back that. and I, oh, I, look, I'm like, and I'm going to give you credit too, but I have to go back to what I've been telling people about the butter knife incident. I say for myself, you're talking about this woman, right? Was at, when it got to the heights of argument, Candace was like, please leave, please get out of my house. She leaves as, she, uh, as she's yelling all this stuff. And Giselle tells her, I think you should come back in. Candace asks her to leave again. You've been asked to leave my house twice. And now you're going to stand in my house, in my face and say, in your mama's house, which side note, by the way, Candace brought her deed to the reunion. The house is in her and her mother's name. Candace was 30 at that time. So we don't know at what age Dorothy did that. But again, What's the goal in hopefully every culture's life for their children to own something? So she was trying to help her, you know? So I felt like Ashley, um, I don't know what I would have done if you didn't leave house. house. Like, how dare you? mentioned you kind of feel the same way we do about Leah from New York Housewives I really wanted to hear both in your perspective on Leah because she seems to be such a huge hit and it's not that we don't like her Mm -hmm. I just think for instance we've mentioned this on past podcasts as well I think Wendy Garcelle to me they were better people who came and I love them I didn't get that with Leah so I want to hear from you I like my stranger strange I say it once I'll say it (laughs) uh, like I don't like when people come in and they are too comfortable like there's a little, there's something good about it, someone coming in with a little bit of kind Trepida- of trepidation. trepidation. Like a yeah. Bit. Yeah, perfect word. Yes. Yeah. 
I don't like when people come in too comfortable. Dina knows we had, I had, sorry, um, a flatmate. Oh, Dina did too, actually. Um, but, yeah. but a shared flatmate. But when I first met her, I actually could not stand her because she kept coming up to me and was like super complimentary and kind and like super like, let's go do this and let's go do this. And I just think you're the best. I, I love you so much. And I was like, you don't know me. I'm not that nice. Like, like, you know, like back off a little bit because like, I don't like people who come in like so hot. It's like inauthentic. Yeah, yeah, and Leah did that, and then she was cocky too. Like Dina always mentions this thing she said. um, Actually, I'm gonna have you, Dina, say the quote. What was it that she said that like you always mentioned? Um, she somebody did a post like Leah is officially back, and she's like, "Yeah, I haven't finished my work there yet." And I find that so pretentious. It's not so something like I haven't like something about the work hasn't been finished. I still like you're not doing the good work of the people. Like you do not represent. (laughs) You're not. No, but even she is someone who like like for example she like says things that I think are a little problematic. Like she kind of tries to take um, credit for streetwear, or like you know if you read some of her past things that she wrote I've seen some quotes that were a little ew and I'm not saying everyone has a has a right and a challenge to grow yeah but like you're not perfect you're not there to teach these women lower or like force them into growth you grew too like let them develop on their own time and let them find their own humility like don't come in so cocky and and think that you're better and my first thing was she comes in and she talks about how you know um how how she started married to the mob because she was hanging out with a friend and then the police came and then they, she threw a water bottle at the policeman. The policeman slammed her down, broke two of her front teeth, then took her into holding. She had to wait there cuffed. And so she sued and won $75,000. Now, first of all, she's very slight in build. So do I think that the policeman was probably way over the line and unnecessarily rough? Absolutely. I also think that he was, uh, dealing with your friend and you threw a water bottle at him, which would for any other culture probably would be considered assault. Yeah. So then I think about Sandra Bland, who was minding her business, driving home. She gets pulled over because the cop says she doesn't signal. And then he demands she put out her cigarette in her car. She's asking him why this is all caught on the dash cam and his cam. And she's asking him questions. He threatens to tase her, drags her out of the car, takes her to jail, and three days later, she's dead. But yet, this, Aaliyah assaulted a police officer. So it's like, don't use that as like, oh, I'm so down because of all this, when really, you started your business because you sued a police officer who you actually assaulted. assaulted. So I'm like, okay, then... Kind of cocky with the married yes, to the mob. Yes, and with and the married so to the mob what thing. What was she and her friend doing anyway? Like... You that's what, what I, mean? I was like, wondering. I want that's more of I that wondered. story too. Like, that's what were, I were you guys really being so innocent? Like, there's clearly there was a reason. Yeah. You know, like I want a little more of that story before I feel like you're so. Awesome. Whatever. Yes. Why? Then, why did she start a fashion line? I just don't get it. I don't yeah, get right. she has taste. That. For somebody who, who even said she's not really into fashion. Like I think at one point in the episode she makes yes she did yes where she's like I'm no, not forget that intercession she assaulted our eyes with that horrible tie dye with that yes gloves she looked that like a flame a she looked oh she my god it was so scary that. and we'd been through so much at it, that time I it know was, yeah. during COVID during that. COVID if there were fashion police I would say jail that bitch I mean that was <laughs> oh, sorry we didn't mean to interrupt but no no but she looked like she looked like a flame. 
she like did. she had all the she colors did. of a flame. Like a flame, flame hot Cheeto. Yeah, we need yeah. to let that flame, that hot Cheeto, it needed to go away, fly oh, by. And okay. then she goes to Ramona's house, rips out the tiki torches because of what happened in Charlottesville and the racist people in Charlotte and the tiki torches. But you didn't couldn't be bothered to vote in the last election. Huh. So you're for the people, but you couldn't be bothered to possibly vote and make a better life or make a change in the administration that could affect mar the same marginalized people that you say that you have a relationship with because your privilege allowed you to not have to do it because it's not what, what whatever happened wasn't going to affect where you were. You talk about going to fashion shows for the with the editor of Seventeen magazine, um, but then you talk about how you're so down it was just like you want both worlds you want the privilege yeah and instead of using that because and it wouldn't be such a thing if she didn't talk about how much the black community loved her and how down she was but it's like you're talking about this but where are you using your privilege and then she after the whole not voting thing i was it really kind of like disgusted me i was like okay whatever when she was like i elevate this I beg to differ. People said she, yeah. was like, she was like a breath of fresh air. When you go to New York, certain neighborhoods you get in and you can, or even in any city, you may smell the work that they're doing. You may smell smells from, from, let's say, oh gosh, this smells like so horrible or whatever. Then if you start walking further down, it may be a quick breath of fresh air, but that doesn't change New York. New York is still the same New York, just because you got a quick breath of fresh air. She was the exact same as these ladies. Oh, I love the way. Just was yeah. a younger version, was... right? She was just a younger version, right? And then yeah. for her to say, "I'm so glad I'm I still get my period." This whole thing about being, "I still get my period. I'm still younger than you." But again, you threw tiki torches. You literally would um, were destroying when they went to eat. Um, when they told her her sister could come, then couldn't come, then could come, then couldn't come. She's like ripping the thing down. I'm like, we're in I'm public. crazy. Like, like yeah. for me, you're having a fit, even because I, I somebody said online, like, look at the way she's acting at, at that dinner that they had outside. And somebody was like, well, it is a private dinner. It doesn't matter. You're not even conducting yourself yeah. like you elevate this. So the same things that you accuse Ramona and all them of how they act, you act the same way. You get drunk. You go off. And then mm -hmm. the last thing, when Luann had um, the women from the Fortune Society come and get their makeovers, they were black women, right? The same community that she says she is such an ally for. Ramona made you so upset, you couldn't even focus. And then you see Ramona talking to one of the black women and you say, in real life, she wouldn't even be talking to them. And then you leave. That would have been the perfect time for you who say you have such a connection to that community when we know that Ramona doesn't. You let your disdain for Ramona let you walk out because I didn't see you interact with them at all. Okay, first of all, I agree with everything you said, and I don't think I could say anything better. I just want to like add on to which I agree. I feel like she has temper tantrums, and I think as an adult, they're more alcohol fueled than like you know, with a child, it's yes. just you know, comes out, but I still think that she has temper tantrums and she acts to me, even saying things like I elevate, this is a form of temper tantrum. It's trying to say like, uh, like I'm actually the adult here, even though I am younger than you. That example that you just gave is 
the example even has been in my head in the sense of it annoyed me so much that someone just being annoying to you about something truthfully that was somewhat petty because the the she was upset about the bipolar um just yeah. to remind people about the bipolar thing coming up on camera yet this wasn't private information she had already That's put it out I, to the public and if it was something she wasn't embarrassed about you know you know i don't really see how ramona bringing it up on camera takes it away from being her story she wasn't adding to it she was saying that perhaps if you're on this medication that this and i'm not like saying ramona is not dirty but right. perhaps if you're on the, this ramona occasion the drinking has a different effect on you and truthfully i think that's what bunny they didn't really bring it up on conversation but bunny might know that if she's drinking she's not taking her medication yes. or if she's drinking with her medication that's an issue i mean i think that's bunny's issue especially coming as a therapist she obviously knows how these medications right. would affect her daughter even more so to me, like, again, a temper tantrum, it's acting like a child, choosing alcohol over something that makes you stable. It's just ridiculous. But then being in a situation where you can't put on this smile and anyone who works, you said that you work in the service industry, we work in the service industry, you know, you put that smile on your face because your day doesn't matter. These people who come into your life, it's their day that matters. And to be so selfish that you can't, for these women who you clearly know this day actually has a huge value and a huge import, yeah. that you can't actually behave with kindness towards them because your emotional content, which is so petty and stupid, means more, is so unappealing in character. And everything she says to me is just part of some like kind of BS like ego boosting that she's doing and I am not it's not that I have any like malice towards her but I'm certainly right, not exactly. looking at her like oh you're so great I think she was very accepted by the women on the show more so than past people that yes. were, you were brought into yes, I agree with but you. that doesn't make her a better housewife nope. Wendy and Garcelle both of them I think are all stars and don't get that yep. conversation enough and I, particularly in terms of both fitting in and in well, what they bring Wendy, she's amazing. Yes. I mean, what, where is that love? Like, what is Leah doing? And it's ironic even that both Wendy and Garcelle are black women and not getting the same um, sort of yes. um, preaching well, that you're mm -hmm. giving the white woman who says that you're giving it to her because she likes black women. Like, what is that? that? Like, it's so <laughs> That's BS. such a good point. That's such a good point. And, I just feel like with Leah, especially, she seems like she's kind of a juxtaposition. I feel like we're getting who she wants us to think she is. I yes. think she's on the Bravo snark side, or, um, but I'll, I'll, if I'm wrong, I'll definitely let everyone know. But I think they had shown how Leah in her past had, like, was, um, very, I guess, pro Trump and as well, um, very, like, anti the Me Too movement, which in itself, even reading that it's anti-me too. Yes. yes. Like it was just insane. So I feel, and they said, and I'm not saying she could change. And I think that's fine. I feel like people grow. I do right, right. change and they learn. But I think she's not them being honest about then who she is because she's going after Ramona, which yes. we don't even know half the time what Ramona really is up to. We are seeing these planned posts. There hasn't been any paparazzi shots of nope. like stuff that 
I feel like Leah and Dorinda were trying to kind of say Ramona's doing. So I would just thank add, besides the party, besides thank the party, you, thank she didn't you. Go to that party. I'm not saying she didn't go to that party, but we didn't even have that many photos from that party. So it just seems like Leah has curated an idea of who she wants us to think she yes. is. Yes. Oh my god. I'm very interested in seeing when we see her next season and the season after, like what is going to be the real Leah. What you just said, you guys are the first, and I truly mean this, first people that I've heard say this. When they were going after Ramona with the COVID thing, the party, her going to the party, yes, that was stupid and just, stupid. but her doing videos to brighten your day when you're stuck inside the house, that's what millions of people have done on TikTok and why TikTok has now grown. Yeah. They've done the same thing. So I, she's like, when millions of people are dying, and I including agree with Leah Ramona. and Tinsley. Yes, yes. And they now Leah's travel. Now Leah's traveling. But guess what? It's not over. So it's like, don't act like, like I, I just, it, it really go after Ramona for other things. But to say the whole video you're making TikToks about TikToks about drinking wine and people are dying to me was so unnecessary because. I know plenty of people, or I've seen plenty of people do that. And it was the highlight of their day because they yes. weren't going out at all. But also I have to say, Dina and I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but it's certainly something I feel very strongly but about. I it. think we did, yeah, I, I've said it. it, yeah. But like, it really frustrated me because to me, I watched Housewives, I binged Housewives because I love the escapism. I binged all the lives that the different Housewives yep. were doing of silly stuff because like Ramona cleaning in a negligee her yes, and, it was hilarious. And kitchen. So it funny. made me laugh. Like don't tell, like don't speak for the public as if you know how I feel. Like I just want to be wrapped up in all this sadness. What do you think I watch Bravo for in the first place? I don't watch it because I'm, I need CNN type of feelings. I watch yeah. it to escape the, the, the the oppression of the world and of yes. the news and of this of COVID and all that stuff. So don't tell someone like Ramona stop doing those stuff. That's what's actually helping, not just I imagine me, but like millions of people who are fans right. of Bravo. -y. Don't like it was so obnoxious to say like that that she knew what people needed. People don't want to constantly just have to face <sighs> their pain. On your worst day, the person that you probably remember the best is the person that was able to make you crack a smile. Right. So I resent that statement. Like, who are you? Like, who and do you think, think you with, are? Yeah. And I feel like that's my, that like sums up my issue with Leah. She always thinks she knows what everyone feels. What she feels in that moment is the correct feeling for the world. Like, she can speak on behalf of it. You're not Bethany. You're not the voice of the people. <laughs> and, and, and not only that, to go even further, she... When she was on the race in America, a movement, not a moment. And she yes. talked about Bronwyn. I was, I liked Bronwyn being on there because number one, you could see she was visibly uncomfortable, but not only that, she said it. She was honest. I'm uncomfortable, but I'm sitting here in my uncomfortability. I know I'm late to the party, but I'm here. So when, and she talked about the work. Now we wouldn't know that Bronwyn was doing all that because we don't, hang out with her in her everyday life. So the fact that she's putting it out on social media and knows that the other side is gonna attack her, I gave her props for that. When Leah said, I don't necessarily have to use social media, I thought, well, if you want people to know this is what I'm doing, I'm not talking about taking pictures of you feeding the homeless. I'm talking about, we don't know that you're a part of the Black Lives Matter movement because you say the Black community accepted you. 
So you're preaching to us, but we don't see you doing anything. Because again, the one opportunity that they had on the show for you to do that, you walked away. So when she said that about the social media thing, like I don't have to basically do it on social media. I was like, well, I mean, how else are the people, if you don't care what, about us seeing it, then that's cool. But also don't try to convince us that that's what you do. Just leave it and go about yes. your business. Yes. yes, perfectly put. We have a fun kind of question we wanted to kind of pick your mind about. Okay. Is out of all the shows, which one do you feel like when it comes to like fashion and style, you feel like you relate to the most? I love Atlanta. I, there's something about Atlanta. I feel like they dress their personalities and I absolutely mm. love Atlanta. Who is your favorite within Atlanta? <sighs> this is probably uh, going to be problematic. Well, she's no longer with us, but old school Nene. Oh, I love my Ooh, favorite. Yes, that's Dina's fave. I don't have a favorite now because she's gone. So I don't even have a favorite. I don't even know what to do with my life without Nene. Like, I know, I know. I have such a love for her. And I know mm -hmm. everyone is saying like, goodbye, Nene. But I, right. I could have her forever. I literally watched like different shows that I didn't even like just because I knew she was going to be on. Yes, yes, yep, yep. I wanted yep. to support but, her. And I was like, Nene, you're going to keep this world on. <laughs> And what I love Nini, she, I love Nini, but like Portia, are we forgetting like the no, greatest of Atlanta? She's, she's like, good, talk yes. about it. She's she, good. She, she's yes, like yes. The, the, the sweetest, juiciest peach we've got. Like how can we not have a favorite? I don't <laughs> love Portia. I love she's Portia. She's so funny I, and but... so entertaining. Like I, like I miss freaking frack, but I love yeah. Portia on her own too and I think she blossomed further after everything yes. that happened because when she came back as a friend of and I think she really showed yes. vulnerability humility and shame and yes. then she just sort of like sprung forward yes. and like yes, she, she makes that pie like I love her I just I could I love her like oh my I god don't. she's I everything do. to me I have a love for she's Portia. one of my top favorite housewives ever no I love Portia I loved her as Cardi B last night yes yes uh, she looked amazing um yes when she was a little teaser I had no clue it was gonna be Cardi B so yes. I have such a love for Portia but no one like Portia is a princess and I think a high princess but Nini is a queen like no one yeah. is at like Nini to me is Lisa Vanderpump <laughs> level. Like this is like reigning people you don't yes. mess with. They yes. are respected. If she comes for and you, I just miss, respect that. And I miss I miss Vanderpump. Yes. Yeah, I miss Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you really want to find out Nini what she's saying. <laughs> no, but Nini was in need of a break. I think as soon as her husband got cancer. I yeah. think Bravo should have actually not let her back for that season. Like, I think she yeah. needed a think break so between their marital troubles that she said, you know, were happening outside, you know, lately, mm -hmm. outside of the cancer. And then the effect that the cancer had on it, because obviously you can't be really be angry with someone when yes. they're also dying. So it yes. just creates this like very unhealthy thing. I think probably yep. I agree. a support group would have been way better than that group of than people that. to be around. So I huh. think if Bravo had had more of um, yeah. like more 
um, responsibility for the people that they're kind of egging on in, in a healthy situation, you know, in terms of their life, this was not the time. And yeah. I wish that they would have kind of done what they're claiming to do with Dorinda, but I'm really hoping they yes. get rid of her. Yeah. And um, just like tell her like, no, no for a season, like you need to go away, get your Rest life for in a order, minute and yeah. then you can come but back because then we wouldn't have lost her. But don't yeah. you? And I feel like she burned the bridge now. No, no, yeah, Nick yeah. did not burn the bridge. You know how many- You can't call your executives racist and then <laughs> not give proof and then them be like, yeah, come back, you're good TV. Like, Andy, Andy loves Nini. Nini will come back one day, but I do want I Nini and Nini. Wendy Williams to somehow come on The Real Housewives of Atlanta so that oh we my gosh. should come on the like show. Wendy, Wendy Williams is such a hot mess. Have you seen her show? Have yes, you seen what's going on? Yes, she's going, yeah, she, 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 she was out of it. She was slurring. Oh, she yeah. was like re-asking questions. She was not focused. I laughed so hard when I saw like everything, not because, okay, to be honest, there was also a little bit of sadness because I hope she's okay. I was and just that, gonna like, say, so you, know, I, I, you weren't laughing at her, but the whole situation was like, am I watching what I'm watching? Yeah, it's yes. just- Yes, like I can't believe they was on air. Like yeah. this is yep. the time when you have that like, like the screen goes like, <laughs> used to love watching Wendy Williams. Like that was one of our like at that was night, my soul for like, like, like get together, yeah. watch it and see what Wendy was saying. And then I think it was in the last like three years, it just has felt like she has been off and then of yes. course everything. Well, her divorce. Yeah, and every mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we learned she was in a scary. dark place. Yeah, but even you learn how scary like um wind down with Tasha T is one of my favorite like YouTube things. And she was explaining, I remember like a year or two ago about how Wendy's husband was like for years kind of abusing allegedly. Yes, yes. All this other stuff and it puts so much into perspective, but it is kind of like when you're watching her and she seems to have no idea What's going on? Oh, yeah. 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 This. You're like, yeah. oh, Wendy, no. <laughs> like Dreamcast just throwing this out there. Um, I would love for Portia and Nini, my the, the, you know, sisters back yes, together. Yes, yes, yes. Really yeah. happy. Yes. I wouldn't even mind throwing Phaedra in the mix because even though what she did was horrible, um, I just still find I her agree. really entertaining. Like I'm like the whole, you know, having a hundred jobs and everything. Like, I don't know if you yeah. ever watched the spoof show, Hot the Wives Hot of Wives. Atlanta. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but Pei um, Pei, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like I just love, I just love so much. All of them, Pei yes, yes, and, yes. And then like the whole, like, and anyway. But so I would love her to be back, but I would really oh. be so interested to see someone like Wendy on the show because uh -huh. Wendy's established herself so much outside the show. And what's cool right. about Atlanta is all the women are so well established outside the show, you know, and have such interesting dynamic backgrounds that I feel like Wendy kind of qualifies and she then also in, coming yeah, from yeah. someone who judged all them to being part of it would make right. such great TV. But I wonder she how she would do that on Hot Topics because she brings them up all the time and says how they shouldn't be. She on could bring it up. Right. Giselle brings it up on the chat room. Yes, and she said that she would never, though. She was like, oh, she thinks housewives are beneath her. Yeah, she does. Well, wait till she loses her show, and then we'll see. Then, <laughs> right. <laughs> that was mean, but you know what I mean. Well, that's I agree that, yeah. Kathy Hilton, because of the, um, with Kathy Hilton, because of mm -hmm. the hotels are going down, they're like, she's yes. be accepted. Right, no, right. I think it was because of the Paris, I think because of the, the documentary, yeah. it made her look so bad. She's trying to, like, 
get a new save face of her. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know if save face is what happens if you come on the um, housewives, but it certainly distracts. That's true. That's it. Just yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, and, right. um, we had one last question before we let okay. you go. It's a game. All day. It's a fun game. Yeah, okay. Alana. It's um, it's called. But actually, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say before we play the game, is there anything you wanted to bring up that we didn't hit upon? Nope. And I was just gonna say Perfect. nope. And and if I think about it, it'll just be on our podcast episode when you come on, and I will not be scheduling anything that day. Yay! <laughs> Neither will we. <laughs> So and I'm excited. I, I'm sorry. I have the interviews coming up. It's exciting. So I think you guys will like this person that's coming on too. So I'm excited about that. But and then I will be having you guys on. So just have oh, to say I'm that. So I can't wait listen. to listen. So, so do, you, uh, do you want to introduce the game? Yeah. The game basically is um, call, text, delete, kind of like. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, with the housewives, we're gonna do the OG edition. Alana, okay. you mix franchise, and then you just okay. explain why. Okay. It's going to be all all stars. So we're going to do Mimi, Karen, Karen, Lisa Vanderpump, call, text, delete, and why. Okay. I am going to call Nini because I think that we would have a good old time on the phone. She would be funny. Um, we'd make plans to go hang out. So I definitely would call Nini. Plus, she'd like give me the tea on whatever was going on. I'm going to text with Karen because I like Karen, but I think sometimes she can be a little bit shady too. So I would need those text messages. It's proof. No, I'm just joking. But I do. I like Karen. So I think, I think Karen would be very funny via text message. I think she'd be funny. And I'm going to delete Lisa Vanderpump simply because I think I'd have more fun with Karen and Nene. That is a hard three, Alana. I don't even it know. Is. It is. Yeah. I think you answered it brilliantly because I'd want to be messaging and talking to them all. I know. So I, I honestly, to delete I picked because... the three people. I couldn't delete any of them. Truthfully, right, I right. couldn't. It's like I think I would just block Lisa so she didn't know, but she'd still be in my. That, like, you, you know, know what? I want that number. That's a good idea. <laughs> that is a good idea. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was fun. Well, we just wanted to thank you again so much for joining us. Yeah, this day has been a blast. I know, I know. Amazing. And could you just let our listeners know one more time where they can find you and follow everything you do? Yes, yes, Yes. ma'am. Guys, thank you again so much for having me. I've truly enjoyed myself, like immensely enjoyed myself. And you guys can find me on Instagram at we go podcast. It's the acronym for what else is going on podcast. W-E-I-G-O podcast on Twitter at T like Tam, Tam, T like, (laughs) T like Taria, S like Sam, F-A-I-S-O-N. And then uh, for the podcast, if you go to Instagram and click the link in the bio, if you have an Apple phone, it'll take you to Apple podcast. And then if you have like an Android phone or another type of phone, whatever platform they use to listen to podcasts, it'll take you directly there too. So it's a link that works for all phones. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, I'll send you guys information on it in case oh, if you ever want to I'll send you guys. Do. Yes, that would be lovely. Thank yes. you. I have a lot of things to send you guys that I will be sending. Oh, <laughs> yes, don't forget you. Yes. Look, I have that in my brain too. I'm like, before my next podcast, as I zoom to the bathroom, I'm gonna be because I know where the pictures are. Well, I'm like <laughs> sending it to you, then zoom right back. Oh, you're <laughs> amazing. I really think we're gonna feel well, you. don't feel rushed though, but I hope that these and
and I feel that it will will be the first of many times you uh, join us on this yeah. podcast. You are amazing, honestly. Like I have not smiled and laughed. Yeah, more. I think I can't. I, I, so thank you. I'm so. literally going to be DMing you guys my phone number. So yes, I feel like you will never get rid of me. Period. No, but you no, will never get rid. We of should us. be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you want to follow us across our platforms, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at stylishly solomon solomon spelled with all o's s-o-l-o-m-o-n and also on our instagram you can find links in the bio to follow us on amazon and like to know it and shop our looks and find out our fashion breakdowns if you like this podcast please subscribe rate and leave a comment we always love to hear your feedback We thank you for thinking of us and appreciate your love and support.